0: Hi, everyone. My son and I were in Maui at the time of the fires, and it was moment to moment. We were very fortunate. Our flight was already booked to leave August 9th, but there were multiple fires on the island. So sad, so devastating for the people of Lahaina. And I have friends on the island that have lost or have missing family members, their homes are gone, and it's just taken me a little while to come out and just talk publicly, um, do a short show. And I want to say that earlier today, Christine Blanchett and I, I was just on her show before I went on my trip. She held so much sacred space for me today and my processing of the feelings. And I just want to say, thank you. So I'm going to have her, uh, come on in a minute and just, um, process this a little bit more. Okay. I'm sending so much love to Maui, to the people, to my friends, and to the world and helping in any donations, efforts, rebuilding, and helping the economy and people heal. Thank you. She's going to be on soon. Christine, Um, I just mentioned you to everyone. This is Christine Blanchett. Do you want to tell a little bit about, like, well, first of all, I just want to say, before you even say who you are, I just want to say thank you. We had a meeting this morning, and it was really the timing of our meeting and the way you were listening to me allowed me to have sacred space to just talk about what it was like being on Maui the day that the fires were happening. There was multiple fires, you know, Lahaina. They everyone was saying Lahaina burnt down. We had a fire in Kihei where my son and I were staying. Another one in Upcountry, and as a mom, being on the island. And just trying to make sure you could evacuate it was like a moment to moment. And I just want to say thank you for our time this morning because you just were such an incredible listener.
1: Well, I wanted to say, Dr. Denise, thank you for sharing. You know, because I, I, I'm so honored that you shared with me. You know how it was for you and your son in Maui, and how how it is, and and then you said that you wish you would still be there.
0: I know, I can't believe it. Like when the fires were happening, I literally didn't want to leave. I feel so close to the energy of Maui, my friends I have on the island, King Kamehameha and all the Hawaiian people. And it wasn't that I wanted any harm to come to my son and I. I just feel like the magic of the energy is feels like home. And I've been having you know, I have people that are there on the Island that are dear friends. One, I know that he and his family are alive and safe and their home still there, they're in the up country. And my other dear friend who I was with on August 8th, when the Lahaina fire started, I want to be respectful of his privacy. You know, if he wants to come on the show, he might, but he and I were together at Iowa Valley in the most sacred part of Hawaii At the time, we didn't even know, we knew there was fires, there was some fire starting, but he, neither he nor I knew the magnitude of Lahaina. And so we were together and he's a multi-generational Hawaiian. And I feel also very fortunate that I've visited the island quite a few times and I have trust in the people there. And I... Number one, I'm grateful to be back. Number two, I just have so much love towards the rebuild. I've spoken to my friend multiple times and just the, the sadness, like he still has missing relatives. So you today, I hadn't even launched a show. I was supposed to launch a show, but I couldn't. And I'd said to him, I said, I I can't launch any show or anything until I have some sacred space time to kind of send love to all of it. And you helped me this morning by listening. So I really appreciate your style and you as a friend and just how you do interviews. And we weren't even doing an interview. It was just a friendship time. So I thought, why not bring you on so I can express gratitude? Cause I think we're all here to hold sacred space for one another. And we never know how that looks.
1: Yes. And you know, Dr. Denise, You know, tell us how, you know, how, how you cope because I know being present helps, but what else, how did you
0: manage not, you know, to stay calm? Well, what happened was I woke up on the last day of the trip on August 9th and I was getting ready. My son and I were supposed to do a mother and son, um, like picture. And the first friend of mine that reached out to me, Jennifer Schaefer, thanks, Jen, um, texted, are you okay with the Maui fires? And then right after that, I got a text that said, you can all return back to your homes. So I was supposed to evacuate that night. I didn't know I was supposed to. And that's one of the things I've been reading in the articles that there was a lot of warnings. We can talk about that. So in the moment when I first was asked, are you okay? Then I got the text. Then I kind of, I talked to someone that's on the island that I was supposed to meet with my son. And he he and I did end up meeting because he had kind of driven quite away. So we met and he was a local. And so how I coped was I got the data, but I was in disbelief. I can't explain how it is because when you're in the middle of a place that has the Hurricane Dora, like five to 600 miles off the coast and the winds were so intense and this was a reward trip for my son. My son has really mastered um, his own neurostyle with his learning, his fitness, his volunteer work. And he used to have a big fear of natural disasters, tsunamis, even traveling to islands, feeling trapped. So it was our last day. And I, as a mother, you don't know how you're going to be until it happens. So how I ended up coping was I was just in that moment And I kept getting the data, like looking because our flight wasn't supposed to leave till late that night. But we didn't know if we were going to get on the flight. You didn't know if the fires were going to spread. Most of the island didn't have electricity, didn't have power, but Kihei did. And so I was like making sure just kind of survival that our phones were charged. I had a map to the airport and I didn't want my energy I had so many people texting me and now I know why, because I have to be really honest with you. I could not get myself to watch the videos of Lahaina burning until a few days after, like, I don't think I even saw the news until I got back home because I knew if I looked at the news too much, I I already had the data that there was fires on the island. And at the time I knew I had electricity. And at the time I knew that I could get on a plane, hopefully. And so to manage, I didn't want to increase my own fear because I know how the brain works. I know the minute, and by the way, I know it's good to have healthy fear. You know, it's a survival. You need to have normal feelings of concern and drive to get away from fear. But I didn't want my energy to spill so much over into my son that would psychologically traumatize him forever because it took a lot. He used to not want to fly on planes. He used to have so many sensory issues. The last big trip he and I took mother and son, that was um, a big long trip just he and I that wasn't to see family was in 2018, maybe 19. And he said, he hated it. He hated the flights. He hated the cruise. He's like, mom, I'm so sorry. And so this was like a huge, big win for him, not about vacationing, but just his own success. So moment to moment, I made sure we were safe. I went outside and I have um, what I call moving altars. I had a journal that I have that's only for the Hawaiian islands. I have a book. um, I have a book. I have this chakra journal. And then I have my, hold on one second. I want to get these. I have my, I already, I feel very close to the wine. So I had my King Kamehameha, um, something where I really connect to the way I connect. So I kept sending love and prayers and imagining that the first responders, the firemen, the government officials, the family members, all I could do in that moment was make sure my son and I were safe and i decided to change like take any of my fear but i have to be honest with you i think i was in denial so it was a combination of denial is this really happening and then trying not to go to the place of fear and then i was sending love i was taking walks on the beach where i could where there was where it was safe right by where my son was and i was doing prayer i was sending love i was imagining like the fires ending as quickly as possible and then i literally I asked for my um, mom and my son's stepdad to check the flights and just be like moral support from a distance. And I also chose not to call everyone that was calling me. I just thanked them with we're safe because my son picks up on my energy and I wanted us to be calm. And it's even hard for me to do this. I'm going to launch this on my podcast, but it's almost because I I did make it home safely And I don't live in Maui, I feel, I don't want to say guilty, but I feel blessed to be alive. But I feel like I keep sending energy back there and checking in on my friends because I know the economy, the food, shelter, clothing, everything we're reading in the news. I'm not there now. And I've heard some things too, that there's a lot of people that are angry right now there. There's stuff that's not on the news and My friend may or may not decide to be on the show. That's, I want to be sacred. He thinks it's going to help him process this. It may or may not. And I don't want to say too much of what he shared with me because I want to, if he's going to tell his story, I want him to tell it. But I didn't know. I just was on your show and I, um, I just want to make this about Maui and our, and the sacred space, Christine, you, thank you. I have so many people to thank that checked on me, but I knew I wanted to have this meeting still with you today. And I don't have any other patients. So I feel like I can be more vulnerable today. I don't think I told you this, but well, let me let you talk for a minute. Cause I know I just talked a lot.
1: <laughs> no, I just love, um, you know, doing this so organically and I'm so, I mean, I sent you an email to check in on you and it's, it's, um, it's difficult to, to share what you've gone through, and you're sending prayers out. But you were, you you took a screenshot of the map, too, to be prepared. You were so in in that present and doing everything you can, you know, controlling and and being present, as I said. But um, I do like the part. I would like you to talk is when you were going to the airport
0: and you were taking off. I please tell oh me again. I can't even make this up. So I, I can't even, I, I, it's almost like I do feel a little bit guilty because somehow we were protected. I, I feel grateful and like that survivor's guilt because somehow a lot of people that were in Lahaina, they all had to evacuate and go to the airport. And I saw so many people there and I guess that was on the news and the, the local I met on the 9th, he said, you might want to get to the airport sooner. And I I checked in with my own intuition. I said, I think that will freak my son out. So we were already close to the airport and I kept making sure there was a clear path. But on our way to the airport, when we left our condo in Kihei, there was smoke. My son's like, oh my God, I can smell the smoke. I'm like, I know, honey, I know. If we start driving to the airport and there's a fire, we'll just turn around. So on our way to the airport... We were driving one way and fire trucks were going the other way. Helicopters were in the air. I didn't know. You don't know because you're not knowing how fast the different fires are traveling. I mean, what if they would have gone to the airport? I mean, that's, and that's its own miracle that the airport was still working. And then our flight ended up being on time. So it felt like, how is this even happening? And then you don't know because you don't know where all the smoke is and there was still the, the winds from hurricane Dora. So I told you earlier on the call today, I couldn't believe it. Our pilot from Delta, whatever he did, I've never in my life ever taken off so fast where it felt like it was like a spaceship. I didn't even do that normal thing where you hear anything. It was like, we took off and just went up and we couldn't see Maui when we were um, flying. My friend that does live on Maui said, take overhead pictures. If you can, my son was in the window seat. There was so much smoke. So we just flew straight into smoke. And I, after that, now I've just, I haven't launched a show yet and this I'm going to launch this, but I just felt so reverent and so sacred about the need for people to put love. And it's not just love towards Maui. There's wars going on in the world. There's people that have hunger poverty every day So I feel like almost like when you survive anything, whether it's escaping from a natural disaster, like we just did, or anything you have in your life, you want to be in that moment and you go into survival mode. And then for me, I took, I keep taking that and I keep doing like a daily check-in on my friend and he's really appreciative. And then I always ask myself the question, and this is in normal life when you're not in crisis too, like, To be in this moment, like, what can I do right now? Mm. It's kind of like the basic human needs, like food, shelter, and clothing, safety, sense of purpose, and you have to check your energy. I didn't tell you this on the call earlier, and I should have listened to my intuition. I had Thursday, I got home. I had one hour of sleep. I had an emergency patient. Friday, I had a full day. And one of my dear friends asked me to go out to a birthday party and dancing, And my part of me said, you should go out and live life. You wanted to go dancing for a while, but my inner voice said, don't go. You're not as sleep rested. You didn't get enough food. I went and I didn't tell you this, but I was out dancing Friday night and I had my iPhone stolen. Oh, so I had my entire calendar and everything wasn't uploaded to the cloud. And so I came off of this Maui trip and then I had to build my entire calendar with all my practice this weekend and it's not about the iPhone being stolen at all. That's a material possession. That's like minimal. It was coming off of just getting out of Maui, having a patient in emergency, doing a full day of patients. And then I'm a mother and a doctor and I had patients Saturday morning that I couldn't see. And then luckily I don't want to go into the details of it, but the, the way I processed that I did have insurance, but then I literally thought to myself, Denise, You're blessed. All you have to do, it's just a calendar. All you have to do is go down where all your file cabinets are, pick up each patient, patient's chart with reverence, send them love, write their name down, call every call, text, or email everyone in your practice. And it turned out this is gonna sound unbelievable, but I feel like the stolen phone was like number one, a reminder to listen to my intuition when I my own inner voice said, don't go out. I shouldn't have. Don't beat yourself up about it. Cause sometimes we don't listen to ourselves. Uh, number three, one of my patients said, oh my God, I needed to hear your voice today. Aww. So my own mental health being a little bit disconnected when you're having a mild PTSD, I felt like the missing phone made me have to reconnect with all the people I love, all my patients. And I literally felt like it helped Integrate me as a doctor. And so I spent six hours on Saturday building up my calendar. Sunday, I had patients. And luckily, yesterday, I had time to retreat and pray. I went into Pacific Palisades. I had prayer books. My friend already made me something for Maui. So I had time to kind of almost like take a deep breath before I had patients at night. And then today is an all day day. And you were the first person that got more of a blow by blow and i didn't know i was going to want to do it but it really helped yes and i and i also didn't even want to do a show it felt disrespectful i know i still have to go on i'm here and i have another show to launch but i didn't want to launch any other shows or do anything until i really keep sending love to maui keep sending love to the frontline people. I have a family in Manhattan beach where um, he's an ER doctor and he's there in Maui on the front lines. So I know a psychiatrist there. I know an ER doctor and I know a friend that has all the friends on the front lines that are identifying bodies and all the phones are going off. All the relatives are trying to find their family members and there's phones going off. And so I just, I'm so, I didn't know we were going to do this show today or this talk, but I feel like we have to talk about tough things so we can then go to the next step because we're still here. And if we're still here, we just need to take it moment to moment and be gentle. I didn't know I was going to do this. I'm so thankful to you. And I think that's all I really need to say. I just want to keep sending love to Maui, but then I want to, oh, the other thing I imagined is when I was in that moment of the day, And I knew the fires were burning. And I do this all the time, whether I see something on the news, whether I see it for my patient or feel it for my son, when I feel that energy of distress or fear, I let myself have my feelings, but then I use that energy. And I was imagining like white light around the firemen, the people that are examining the bodies that they're doing something to help and be of service. But I've been sending people, I like to try to front load with love. So I, in that moment of the day of the crisis, I kept sending more and more love because that's all I could do. So thank you because this meeting we had earlier today and this now is an act of love because you're holding space for me. And I'm really grateful so I just want to say thank you.
1: No, and I'm I'm grateful for you sharing your experience. And you are doing something, sending prayers and by sharing how you feel today. And, and I am so just so grateful that you are that you're telling what happened and what you're doing. Because I think we can learn from everyone that it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to um. Share. And I'm I'm just, as again, Dr. Denise, I am thankful for you and sharing and, and people listening and watching, or they're going to appreciate, appreciate it.
0: Well, and another thing I think for all of us, when we've had any grief or trauma is to take action. And I already have it. I want to just show everyone again, this incredible, this is my shocker journal, That's only for Maui and um, Hawaiian islands and only for King Kamehameha. So I have the way I view the universe is that energy still exists. And in this journal, I had written that I want to live there part-time in Maui. I want to work there. And my friend that's a psychiatrist last visit to Maui, I already met with him. And this morning, even before our call, I was on the phone with locum Tenems figure out a way in the next couple of years, even though my son's very settled in Southern Cal, I said, I want to work in Hawaii or in Maui. And so I'm already keeping that dream of being there and helping. And my friend, I'm going to come up with some ways, maybe we can do once the Island's a little bit more functional, some healing work on the Island with some of the locals And I can't, because I'm a doctor, I can't just be people's doctor without license, but I told my friend that has friends that are identifying bodies that if they want a listening ear. So I think whenever we go through something, like we should have our feelings, do our version of intentions or prayers, and then write down your actions, write down what you can do. Cause the more times we do that, the more it comforts ourselves. And we, then that's how we get out of that helpless or hopeless or crisis feeling. Mm
1: -hmm. Exactly. Yes. Dr. Denise, thank you for, oh, it's, and I, and I really enjoyed having you on my show and.
0: Yeah. That's the other thing is like you and I, I want to say thank you before I went to Maui, you interviewed me so eloquently and gave me the space on your run with it show to talk about embracing your neuro style and beyond. And I felt like Another reason why it feels really special to have you is that we have a show that just launched and I feel even almost like more sacred about promoting it because I've already then processed these feelings. Like it feels, it doesn't feel right for me to just go on like business is normal, another Dr. Denise show or promoting something without having this more vulnerability. So I want to thank you, um, for being on the, your show, but for today, And, um, I'm looking forward to any other ways we can work together, but I just want to say, thank you.
1: Thank you, Dr. Janisa. I always enjoy, you know, our, our talks and, and I enjoyed being on your show as well. So,
0: okay, well, thank you. And also one of the reasons why I felt very reverent about you and I doing this today together is because even though you weren't on Maui, I feel like your heart energy I have a term called in integrity. And when we lead within our own and in our own self-love, we're able to be of highest service to others and have altruism. And I believe your heart, like the way you ask questions, the way you do interviews is aligned with pure energy and a lot of times in different programs or media, it seems more sensationalized. And I know that that's just the, what the, the earth we live on. That's what captures ratings, but I just feel really sacred that I got to do this with you. Cause I really respect your heart. Um, so I just want to say thank you and I'll put the links and how people can find you, but it's more than anything more like I'm going to find a couple places for links for donations for Maui and some other things that people can put their attention to in their prayers for today.
1: That's wonderful, Dr. Denise.
0: Okay. Well, thank you, everyone. Thank you, Christine. It's Christine Blanchett. And um, thank you guys for listening. If you listen this long, um, I'm sending you love back. And thank you for all the calls and texts and everything for anyone. I didn't get to say thank you yet to thank you.